Welcome to Rule by Venus. I'm your host, Julie G. I'm an astrological advisor, cosmic coach, and all-round pleasure-seeking Venusian queen. Rule by Venus is a podcast for anyone looking to add more joy and pleasure to their life. So join me every Friday as we explore all the ways of bringing balance and beauty to living and loving to create a meaningful life you love. Hi, welcome back to Rule by Venus. This is episode number two. And this week I want to talk about love languages. I think it's an incredibly useful subject and tool for all of us to learn. It's about how we need to give and receive love. So with the aim of understanding how to love and relate to ourselves and each other better, I thought it was a really, really good, juicy topic to dive into because... Obviously, this whole podcast is inspired by astrology. You know, Venus is my ruling planet and Venus represents how we love and relate to each other from an astrological point of view. So I will obviously bring an astrological angle into the mix. But a lot of the things that I want to talk about are just really useful in life anyway. So even if you had no interest in astrology, whether you just don't have any interest or you don't believe in it, um, it, it's a standalone subject by itself and incredibly useful and incredibly helpful but I have found a way of having a a kind of astrological insight into how to understand it better so it's in keeping with the astrology at the moment anyway obviously last week I talked about values Venus rules our values Uh, and Venus is also the planet that governs love and relating now in the sign of Gemini which is all about talking communication that's the language element And if we're not speaking each other's language, we're not going to understand each other. And the fact that Venus is in retrograde means it's a time to really stop and reflect, review and reassess all of those things. And another astrological placement at the moment that really nicely ties in with all of this is Mercury, which is the planet that rules Gemini. So it is connected to this current Venus Gemini retrograde. Mercury is the planet of talking, learning and thinking and it's just moved into the sign of Cancer. Now Cancer is ruled by the moon and together they govern our feelings, our emotions, that deeper internal feminine receptive side of ourselves. And the two of those together is also about communicating our feelings, expressing our emotions. Maybe we're thinking and talking and feeling a more sentimental or nostalgic way or you know, wanting to share how we feel more than we might do normally. So it's it's definitely the flavour of, of the energy at the moment. And yeah, love languages, you know, that couldn't be more Venus and Gemini if it tried. And before we even get into the astrology, I just wanted to talk about what love languages are, where they come from, go through all five of them. And just break them down. They're all really simple. I mean, their names are pretty self-explanatory, to be honest. Um, But yeah, I just thought if you haven't already come across it, it will make so much sense. You will understand why you might have had confusion or clashes with the people in your lives where you're both convincing each other that you are showing each other your love for each other and you are displaying your affection and appreciation for each other. But you might have been doing it in ways that the other one doesn't really know how to translate because it's it's not what they do and it's not how they need or want you to do it either so with the aim of making communication as clear and open and honest as possible let's start to understand how we express and show our love how we need to receive it 
and then start to understand the people in our lives better and improve our communication and love and relating. So let's go, let's dive in. So Love Languages was originally a book written by Dr. Gary Chapman, who was a marriage counsellor. And he noticed that he would hear the same complaints over and over again between married couples and, you know, people feeling like, oh, I feel like they don't love me. They don't, you know, they don't appreciate what I do. And I feel like I do and give so much and they don't care. And after putting loads and loads of notes together, he realised that all these complaints fell into kind of five similar categories um, and started to reveal how people like to show other people they love them and how they also needed to be shown love in return. And there's now a great website and it's fivelovelanguages.com and there's a great quiz and you can take and it's pretty quick. They'll just pair off different um, options to choose from and then at the end they'll list all five of the love languages in the order of which ones are more important to you. I'd say there's probably two or three that are your top results. And it's not that the other two, two or three won't be important to you. It's just that on the whole, you would always be more inclined to, to look for and, and demonstrate the others. And yeah, it's just a really great link to share with everybody you love, just so they can understand themselves better anyway. But also, especially anyone you are in that really close, intimate um, dynamic with, to yeah, just, just start talking each other's language, basically, for want of a better expression. Um, so the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and gifts. And they're all pretty self-explanatory, but we'll, we'll go through them all just so we can understand them better. And then you can probably start to recognise yourself or anyone that you know, love or live with um, as we go along. So words of affirmation. This this is a language of loving words as compliments. Someone telling you and affirming and acknowledging and appreciating what they really love about you, why they want you in their life and how much value and joy you bring to their world. And it can be verbal, it can be written, you know, things like little notes and texts and maybe an, even an old school fashioned letter. It's about appreciating um, someone's efforts, you know, actually making a point of telling them that you just appreciate them in general as a person or that if they have done things for you or they add value to your life in any particular way, that you make a point of, of affirming that to them. And... The next one is physical touch, and this is obviously all the non-verbal ways of expressing your love to somebody. So it's very, it's it's a lot of body language. It's about, you know, taking someone's hand, a hug, a kiss, cuddling up to someone, all the non-verbal ways of expressing and showing love and affection to somebody. Then you've got receiving gifts. And it's almost less about what you give someone, it's the it's the thought behind the gesture. So it doesn't have to be the obvious material things or even something that costs a lot of money. It can just be the tiniest little thing that you just, you know the other person will love because you've really thought about who they are, what they respond to, what what has meaning to them and what's important to them. And if you know that someone's really into anniversaries or like marking special occasions, it's about being aware of that and then having the thought to 
make the gesture to give them something or, or mark the occasion with some sort of gesture of expressing your appreciation for them basically and it's just a very tangible way of of demonstrating how much you care the next one is quality time and again it doesn't really matter where you are and what you're doing or where you're going it doesn't have to be about some big grand um, experience together it's just that wherever you are and whatever you're doing you have each other's undivided attention you know, you're not kind of scrolling on your phone or looking over your shoulder watching the TV or listening to the radio. You are there, you are present and you are focused and you are allowing that time together to be uninterrupted by any other distractions. It's just one-on-one time, the two of you engrossed in each other and actually creating moments to really get to know each other and catch up with each other's lives and you know, even just going on a walk and a talk, you know, nothing, nothing elaborate and crazy, but it's just allowing that person to feel like you really see and hear them and nothing else in that moment is more important than them. And the last one is acts of service. So this is all about really practical, helpful things. So even if they don't always feel the most glamorous or exciting, it's it's all the stuff that lightens your load and takes things off your to-do list so that you can then be free to do other things that are more exciting or interesting to you. So someone who always makes you a cup of tea or coffee in the morning or makes you breakfast or dinner or goes out of their way to help you around the house or you know, takes some boring errands or chores off your list and it's just letting someone know you're there to help, basically, in any way that they need it or that you're willing to do it. And this is actually quite a common one that shows up where, and it's a bit of a stereotypical example and a bit cliche, but it's it's true nonetheless. So, you know, this isn't to the exclusion or detriment of any other um, couple makeup, but, you know, take an old school man and woman and... You know, she's like, oh, he never tells me he loves me. He never compliments me. He never really tells me how he feels about me or does anything romantic for me. I don't feel loved by him. He, do- he, he mustn't love me. How can he? He doesn't do all these things for me. And then the guy's like, well, bloody hell. I'm like, you know, picking her up from work and, and taking her here and paying the bills and doing all this stuff around the house and, you know, taking care of all this man shit and all this practical stuff that, you know, she probably doesn't want to do or just doesn't have time or energy to do. You know, I'm over here loving the shit out of her and she's telling me I don't love her. Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> um, you know, super simple example, but a really common one, like a really, really common one. And both people are, you know, definitely showing love and being given love but they're just not interpreting it that way because it's happening in a way that just doesn't mean anything so for example the guy doing all the practical stuff and lightening her load by doing things to help out on a sort of efficient practical way you know he might not feel love because he's getting all these compliments from her and she's giving him gifts or you know giving him hugs all the time and and things that she would naturally feel really really loved by receiving And he's not feeling love because he would actually really appreciate it if she could take some of his, you know, chores off his list or help him with things that are more practical and efficient and, um, you know, like an actual doing, a a physical doing act of service. So there's lots of different ways that, you know, people pair up and 
think they're loving each other and showing each other how much they appreciate and care about each other and there's a real disconnect because they're just not recognising it and something as simple as both of them, even one of them taking the quiz to find out their own would help them understand that, you know, God, yeah, I really do need to be told I'm loved or how important I am or I could care less about getting gifts as long as I'm getting loads of affection and hugs and tactile displays of affection, I'll be happy. And even if you don't know what your partner's, you know, exact lineup or results would be, you will definitely notice that if, you know, quality time and acts of service are ways of loving someone, they tend to veer towards those things. Um, even if they don't do the things that you really love, then you can be like, yeah, okay, actually, yeah, they do care. They do love me. They're just showing it in their way. Um, but the two of you together, taking a quiz like that, understanding each other and yourselves better, I mean, it can only improve. And kind of like with the values thing last week all you can do is understand what it is you need and want and and which of those things are absolutely crucial and non-negotiable and which were nice to have but you could probably do without them and then just decide you know is this person that you're with and spending all this time and energy on are are the ways that they're trying to love you and capable of loving you even if you try and be patient and understand that it's not really the way you'd prefer, but okay, they still love me, I know they care, they're just being them and doing it their way. Is that going to just always grate on you? Is it always going to feel like, do you know what, I really need words or I really, really need physical touch and affection and I, I know they like giving me gifts and I know they like spending quality time with me and helping out around the house and doing some practical stuff for me, but... I need words and I need touch and I I just don't know if I can compromise on that. You know, the, the sooner you know that stuff about yourself and the sooner you then realise how the other person shows up in love, the sooner you can avoid a lot of pain and confusion and wasted time by assessing whether you're really compatible and a good fit. And I think when it comes to love and relating, that's where a lot of us go really, really wrong because you see the things that you do like And you kind of get blinded by that. And then there's other little gaps and and things that aren't quite right. But you kind of weigh them up on a scale and you think, well, you know, it could be worse. This is great. And yeah, this is missing. But, you know, they do all these things for me or she's this and that. And he does that and he does this. But, you know, sometimes the one or two things on the end of the scale that aren't happening can be so important and heavy that they actually tip the balance and despite how amazing all the other things or qualities or traits or you know whatever the little components are that you're really drawn to and enjoy about that person if you know be it values or be it their love language and how they show up in in your relationship with each other if they're not what you need and not just what you want you know if they're not what you fundamentally need it's probably always going to be a bit of a clunk and a clash rather than a click. So I think the more we can arm ourselves with knowledge and information and awareness, the more the more success we'll have in this sticky, crazy love and relating business that we uh, insist in getting ourselves caught up in. Um, so yeah, take the quiz, visit the website. They've got a really brilliant um, Instagram account as well with loads of easy to understand infographics. So I'll list all of those in the show notes and I'll put a post on Instagram to go with this podcast as well. Um, But yeah, give it a go and let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you identify 
yours, even before you do the quiz, do you have a feeling, you know, yeah, that's definitely me or that's really not that important to me, I could care less about that. And then take the quiz and see how it compares. Um, So yeah, that's the love languages as the website describes them. And now I really want to talk about like the astrological angle and without even going into all 12 individual signs, um, anyone who's not already familiar with astrology, each of the 12 signs of the zodiac belong to one of four elements. And astrology aside, you've probably heard of the four elements. They're the fundamental pillars to life on earth. So we've got fire, earth, air and water. And each of those elements has three signs. So they all have very similar traits depending on the nature of that element that they belong to. But then each individual sign shows up in a different way. So I won't go too much into detail about how and why that is. But um, I think it would be really interesting to look at love languages and see how they correlate to the elements. So even if each of the three signs within, say, the earth element would prioritise a different love language to the other, they would definitely probably all have one or two in common because that element definitely resonates with the energy of of that love language so yeah let's break it down okay so I'm just going to briefly describe each element just so you understand the gist of it and then it, it might make sense if you can identify whether it's your sun sign your your general star sign that is in that element or if you do know any of your other planet placements you can um, you can kind of better understand and recognise why that love language might be top of the list for you. And I would probably say that, again, Venus probably holds the biggest clue to your love language in your chart um, because it does rule how you love and relate and how you feel attracted to things, what you desire, and that dynamic of interaction socially, you know, regardless of the relationship, whether it's friend, family or intimate romantic it is just the act and dynamic of of connecting and, and relating to others. So you, you might be able to get a gist by your sun sign, um, especially if that's all you know. Um, but if you can, I would go to astro.com and you can plug in all your date of birth and time and, and place of birth if you know it and get your planet line up. But yeah, Venus would definitely um, shine the biggest light on your style of love and relating and and maybe your moon sign because the moon governs our emotional response and what we need rather than what we just want it's a kind of yeah it's an instinctual intuitive thing that we don't really have much control over so if you know all of those then then definitely see how that correlates to the element that they belong to and the love language that comes out on top for those elements so If we start with the first element, which is fire, so Aries is the first sign of the zodiac and and starts off the year. And the fire element is all about um, physical, expressive, excitable, enthusiastic, passionate, you know, take action. It's very masculine and external and extroverted. And the fire signs are Aries, Leo and Sagittarius. And they, they are different to each other, but the, the things they all have in common are they're very excitable, they're very passionate, they're very fun-loving and extroverted and outwards, you know. They're not shy and retiring. You definitely know when you're around a fire sign. Um, so I would probably say that top of the list for the fire signs would be physical touch. Um, and I mean, that can be from 
you know, tactile displays of affection, but definitely as far as the more kind of lusty, passionate, physical, come here and take me now kind of touch, you know, they need that flirtation, they need that spark of energy between each other and not being afraid to kind of show their love and lust and attraction for each other in public they wouldn't you know they wouldn't shy away from that so I would say touch is probably up there the other thing I would say is probably really important is quality time if the idea that you want someone's undivided attention and when you're together you want them to really be there and and make sure that you feel special and important you know especially Leo you know Leo's love adoration and attention (laughs) um and you know Sagittarius is fun loving likes to have a great time and go on adventures and, and explore and also philosophize and discuss big ideas so you need to be able to be engaged with each other and and present to do that and then Aries is a very physical me first take charge, active signs. So again, you know, quality time, I want your attention, I want your eyes and again, back to touch, I want your hands on me. So I would say they'd be the top two for fire. If I had to pick a third, probably gifts. I mean, Leo definitely will never shy away from a grand gesture or uh, a gift display of love and affection. Um, They love the good life. They love anything with a little bit of glitz or a bit of bling. Um, And just being spoiled and adored. And what better way to show someone than to lavish, you know, whether it's jewellery they're into or clothes or gadgets or, you know, whatever kind of things or um, gift-giving gestures you can make. So, yeah, I would say touch, quality time and gifts uh, for the fire element. The next element is earth. And the earth signs get a bit of a bad rep as being really boring and practical and dependable and reliable because they really value security and they're the signs that get shit done, basically. You know, the fire signs probably come up with all the the genius ideas and the spark of creativity and then hand it over to the earth signs and they're like, right, let's actually make shit happen and bring it to fruition. And the earth signs are Taurus, Virgo and Capricorn. And... I would say acts of service would probably be a really big one for the earth element and the earth signs. Um, You know, it's actually putting your money where your mouth is. It's not just saying you care and, and, and all the words of love and adoration. It's actually backing it up with action and being dependable and being someone that you can rely on by doing things for you and making your life easier and... Yeah, taking care of sometimes not the most exciting part of life, you know, the essential stuff we can't ignore, but they enjoy it. They enjoy lightening the load for you and making your life run smoother and and more easy. So I would definitely say acts of service. Um, I would also say gifts and not just because of the obvious material connotation, because again, it doesn't have to be the really obvious um, money related um, symbols of, of love, but I think just the act of gift giving because Taurus, for example, loves food and cooking and, you know, the gift could be that you've made something for them, you've baked them something. I mean, that is an act of service as well, so the two tie in together, but it could be, you know, a thoughtful gift because you know that's that's what they want and, you know, Taurus loves a bit of luxury as well, so they enjoy the good life and... It doesn't even have to be about the price, but it's about quality over quantity. You know, they'd rather have less of a really high quality item than an abundance of something really cheap and tacky. So 
And Capricorn, you know, another sign that likes to, you know, they're ambitious, they like success, they like um, status symbols. And gifts would probably be something that kind of shows them that, you know, they're, they're really important, they matter, you're willing to spoil them and, and show your love in that way. And definitely physical touch. Taurus especially is a very tactile um, sign and it's governed by its senses and likes to cuddle and touch and stroke and all the rest of it, all the other good stuff. Um, and Virgo obviously is the sign of service, so no no sign will, will show their love more than by doing things for you and helping you. Um, so yeah, acts of service, gifts and touch would be my top three for the earth element. The next element is air. And air is very intellectual. It's very cerebral. It's all about ideas, being in your head, exchanging information, being curious and having quite a detached approach. And I mean, they're all about communication. So you've got Gemini, Libra and Aquarius. So words of affirmation, without a doubt, is top of the list for the air element. Um, Gemini especially. I mean, they are the talkers of the Zodiac and they're very curious and I can imagine that you would see a lot of uh, texting activity with a, with a Gemini. Anyone with strong Gemini will love texting and silly voice notes and probably loads of emojis to express themselves. Um, Libra loves a compliment, you know, ruled by Venus as well. It likes beauty and harmony in relationships. So they are very... They're very natural at telling you look great in something or they really love and appreciate and value you. And Aquarius takes on more of a kind of um, eccentric genius approach. Uh, I don't know how much they would necessarily need words of affirmation. They might be more invested in quality time together. I think quality time would be another one that's important to the air sign so that again even if you're just talking on the phone and you're not in person it's it's having each other's full ten attention and captivating each other's imagination and discussing ideas and theories and what you're up to and what your future plans and dreams are so quality time is a way of actually being present and giving each other your undivided attention if i had to pick one more for the air signs I wouldn't necessarily say physical touch. It, again, it doesn't mean that just because two or three are at the top that the others don't count or aren't important. But I would say of all the elements, the air signs are probably the best at coping with um, a long distance relationship because they don't necessarily need that in-person tactile um, presence or proximity to each other. I think they could cope better as long as they were constantly in contact with each other on the phone or messaging or emails or Skype or video calls. I think it's actually having the ability to conversate with each other that means um, more to them. So whether you're in person in real life with each other or on the phone or online, it's knowing that you've got their their full attention so you can really get, you know, get your teeth stuck into whatever conversation that you're having. But if I had to pick a third, maybe, maybe gifts, you know, again, knowing each other's minds, knowing how the other one thinks, the thoughtfulness, the, um, the ability to memorize and remember what people tell you about themselves. And regardless of what the gift actually is, the thought, the thoughtfulness that goes into creating, making or giving the gift. 
and, and knowing your audience and knowing, you know, what they respond to. And then last of all is the water element. And they are all about the emotional world, the invisible hidden realm of intuition, feelings, emotions. And here we have Cancer, Scorpio and Pisces. And they all show this watery, um, deep feeling, emotional quality in very different ways. But I would say quality time would probably come up pretty high on the list for the water signs. They, yeah, they need to know they're important to you and that you, that you want to be immersed in them and, and be around them and make them feel like the center of your world. I mean, cancer, I think, would be quality time and service. Um, they like to nurture and look after each other and, and make sure that you've got everything you need. And then Scorpio, Scorpio, maybe I would say would need touch more, physical touch, you know, to express that passion and that deep feeling and emotional, um, connection with you through touch, whether it's again, more intimate and romantic and soft and gentle or just you know when passion completely takes over and they they want to merge with you on a deep intense level um and I think the water signs would probably and the earth signs I think of the two elements the water and the earth signs would struggle the most with not having contact and trying to do a long distance thing where the only way to keep in touch is virtually and over cyberspace I think they would really struggle with that so yeah quality time and, and physical touch I can imagine would be quite important to all the water signs um, but I think I'm not sure now whether acts of service or words I can imagine all the water signs would appreciate words you know it's another way of expressing feelings and they're all about feelings um, so telling each other how much you love and care about each other and what you appreciate about each other and why. But then maybe acts of service is a way of backing up, you know. Like they say, actions speak louder than words. And whereas some people live for and need words, you know, there's no good having all the, the words in the world if, if you're not really showing it. And, um, and being there with acts of service that actually prove to someone how valuable and important they are to you. So... Yeah, water signs, quality time, touch, and maybe... Oh, I'm torn. I'm torn on acts of service or words. Maybe acts of service. Doing things for each other and actually, um, yeah, showing and displaying your love. You know, cancer's likely to cook you a meal um, or bake you a cake because they also love food. And... Um, yeah, Scorpio are definitely people who value people who do what they say um, rather than just say things for the sake of it. And Pisces is Pisces is like a blend of the whole zodiac. They're the last sign in the zodiac and they are super sensitive and dreamy and emotional and very quick to lose themselves in love. So I would say they would probably want all of the five love languages. If they <laughs> if they could, they'd want you to literally dev devote yourself to them and they'd devote themselves right back. Um, and they probably want it all, but they would definitely appreciate um, words of appreciation and, and acts of service and physical touch. So I don't know, maybe you maybe you think others fit the elements better. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Those are mine. And this is just a, an intro to the whole subject anyway. So I'm by no means an expert, but 
It really changed things around for me when I discovered love languages. I think I'd always heard about the book and maybe saw the website on my travels, but never really stopped to, to pay it my full attention. But again, when I did, it just made such a huge difference to at least know and understand my own and then understand how the people around me were showing up um, and then just help to really clarify, you know, can I negotiate on some of these things? You know, would I be happy to, to trade in receiving gifts and being spoiled in a kind of gift giving financial way if if it meant I always got you know words and physical touch and quality time um I'm trying to remember what mine are actually if any of you are actually interested um I will tell you mine because then I can tell you what my venus is and if any of it does correlate to my chart I mean I already I I can already tell that it does so my number one is definitely words of affirmation and yeah my venus is in gemini so no surprises there that i love words and texting and verbal displays of appreciation whether it's you know what someone likes about me or if i've done something to help that they actually verbally appreciate and affirm that um silly little notes letters even from friends you know it's not always about romantic stuff just any any kind of verbal um or written gesture is right up my street and you know all women love compliments only ones that are men and not just for the sake of it um it's nothing worse than a hollow compliment but um yeah just you know and, and not just even like how you look I don't mean compliments as far as you know I like your hair or your face or you look good in that dress it's more just anything about you that that people respond to that lights them up or that they see and appreciate um if someone's top love language is words of affirmation you can never tell them enough how much you love them and how much they mean to you and how much you care about them it literally it's just yeah it's like the best boost ever and what is my other one I think my other top my other top love language is physical touch so yeah tactile you know squeezes hugs kisses you know if you pass each other especially in a romantic relationship just not being able to keep your hands off each other just and and not just in a an intense passionate way just in an affectionate way you know just enjoying and being comfortable with being close to each other and like resting an arm or a leg on each other and being happy to express yourselves physically when you're around other people and not, I guess, just not the opposite, you know, just being really stiff and uptight and, and just like, no, we just express our love like robots. <laughs> um, yeah, that just doesn't do it for me. Um, and I'm a Taurus, so of course, that's where that comes in. I'm very, um, very physical and tactile. And I think the other one is quality time. I don't remember which way round they are. I'm pretty sure I did it recently, but... Um, yeah, quality time, having someone's attention and knowing that they're not kind of secretly waiting to rush off and do something else. And it doesn't matter if you only have 10 minutes together or two hours. It's just they're focused. They're listening to you just as much as they're talking. And even if it's just as simple as going for a walk or something more fun, like, I don't know, doing some crazy mad adventure stuff together that you are just enjoying each other's company. And then you don't really need any other distractions or entertainment. You are just... You know, it's like they say, that person that you can just go to the supermarket and buy food with, but still have a laugh, you know, because you're actually, 
really tuned into and enjoying each other's company, not just sort of side by side, but both in your own little world or on your phones and not not actually interacting with each other. Um, so those are my top three. Um, acts of service, I can appreciate that that is how people show love. And I probably, and this is a good point, actually, this brings me on to the other thing I did want to talk about. So acts of service is something that I don't need someone to do for me. I don't feel particularly loved if someone expresses their love to me that way, but it's probably something that I do. So you might find that the way you really need someone to express and show love to you is different to what you actually do and and give and show to others. And now that I'm thinking about that, that's just kind of come up for me. So, you know, I love doing things to help people. It's just my nature. I, I just do it without even knowing I'm doing it. But I wouldn't necessarily care so much if someone showed me their love that way. Um, especially if that was the only way it was being shown I, and I wasn't getting words or physical touch. I'd just, I'd appreciate and recognise that they're doing things for me and that's a really lovely, loving thing to do. But I would feel starved of love and affection in, in a language I understand if I wasn't getting the other things as well. So yeah, have a look at the the results you get as far as I think when you answer the questions it it pits two scenarios to you you know would you rather have this or that you know given the choice between someone giving you some love and affection or someone spoiling you with gifts which would you choose um you might find that how you need it is not necessarily the same as how you instinctively give it so that's that's an interesting thing to look out for and again, last on my list is gifts. Um, I'm not against gifts, you know. Everyone loves getting presents. Um, it's fun. It's 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 a nice, thoughtful thing to do for someone. But yeah, I probably love giving gifts more than I need or want to receive them. So again, gifts are great. Gifts are lovely. Being spoiled in that way or people doing cute little thoughtful gift gestures for you, it's it's lovely, but it's not something I need. And if I was getting that to the detriment or lack of everything else, then that just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't be enough. Um, So, yeah, I think I've spoken long enough on all of that. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you think and hear your results. And if you have had a look at your love language results and you want to then have a look at how that translates to your you know, your astrology chart or your Venus sign alone, be it by the sign it's in or what part of your chart it's hanging out in or how it's affecting all your other planets. Um, yeah, leave a comment or, or message me and we'll have a look and see if we can shed any more light on it for you. But thanks for listening. I'm sorry this is a day late. I, uh, I did promise myself that I would release the episode every Friday because Friday is the day of Venus um it just wasn't happening (laughs) techno troubles just being really fuzzy headed I don't know how everyone's feeling at the moment but I'm just super fudgy headed and groggy and tired at the moment um but yeah it just wasn't happening so I'm sorry it's late I am going to do my best to release it every Friday in time with the day of Venus uh just because it feels good and it's it's a nice a nice day to do it um So yeah, it's a day late, but I hope it was worth the wait anyway and you enjoyed uh, discovering the concept of love languages. Let me know what yours are and if you have any ideas or thoughts for anything you want me to explore or talk about next time, just get in touch because, you know, this is here for you as much as it is for me. 
and yeah we're all in it together and learning something new along the way so don't worry about how much you do or don't know about astrology or any of the subjects that we cover we're all learning we're all starting somewhere and no matter how much any of us know there's always something new to learn so just yeah get involved make this work for you too um because I'm happy chatting away about anything really but if I know it's actually helping someone um, in some way, then that just makes my heart really happy. So have a wonderful weekend and I will catch you next week. Well, thanks for listening and join me every week, usually every Friday, which is the official day of Venus, where we'll continue to explore how to better relate to ourselves and each other. And if you haven't already, you can find and follow me on Instagram. I'm ruled by Venus with an underscore at either end. And use the hashtag ruled by Venus if you have any comments or questions. I want this to be a collaborative community platform where I'll talk to you about stuff, but I'm here to answer any questions you have. And if there's any burning issues or areas that you want to delve into or even any aspect of your chart that you'd like to dive deeper into and understand, then just send me a question, DM me or comment under any of my posts and we'll, um, yeah, we'll work on helping each other understand ourselves and each other better because sharing is caring and we're all in this together. So enjoy until next time.